from the campaign trail to the studio, Wesley Hunt continues the fight. Along with his brother, Rendon, they chronicle their family experience from slavery to West Point in four generations. Tackling the difficult conversations facing our country, they're on a mission to preserve the American dream. Buckle up and welcome aboard. You're in the hunt. I'm Wesley Hunt. I'm Rendon Hunt. And you're in the hunt. Hello, brother. How are you? Hey, brother. Doing well, brother. Yeah. Makes one of us. <laughs> I do it okay. Yeah. I yeah. It's you know, one of those those days. Those days. Yeah. Those days. Yeah. Look at what Jocko was talking about. Jocko. <laughs> you know, when you when you have these hard days, you got to figure out how to fight through it. That's right. And it's always interesting having these conversations because you realize that that even when things are going well, you're not immune to the other side of it. Oh yeah, dude. And I'm just I am it's in life. a funk. It's the duality you know, of life, right? Which is exactly it's the duality of life. What we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Uh, there's so many different things that we say. There's two sides to every coin. The duality of of man. There's so many different ways that we put it. But good friend of mine, Mike Rose, says it's two sides to every pancake. No matter how thin the pancake, or no matter how fluffy the pancake, there's always two sides to the pancake. It still has two sides. It still has two sides. Yeah. Or like <laughs> Two-Face from Batman. Oh, yeah. All right. Harvey Dent. Yeah. There's two sides. Harvey Dent. <laughs> and we are seeing the hottest topic that's happening right now, the hottest thing in the news is Simone Biles. Mm-hmm. And her deciding to pull herself out of the, the team activities for gymnastics, but then the individual all around, uh, which then actually paved the way for an American to win the individual all around, which is extremely awesome. exciting and awesome and great. Awesome. And it, it's interesting because you see somebody like Simone Biles, who is the best that's ever done it in her sport. The best that's ever done it. You know, compared to the greats of other sports, one of the greatest of all time who has ever played a sport, period. And it's just fascinating to me that you have a duality of a person that on one end can be better at something than anybody who's ever done it, mm -hmm. and on the other end can have a couple setbacks that render her in a place where she doesn't have the confidence to even compete. And... You know, this is something we got to be real careful and cautious with because we know what she's capable of doing because she's already done it. So let's be very careful and cautious with how we address her in this situation. Yeah, She's a champion. She's the greatest that's ever done it. And so at some point when somebody of her caliber says, I can't go this round, I'm throwing in the towel for this round, I'm more inclined to give them the benefit of the doubt given her track record. And I would even say this, it must be pretty serious if she's throwing in the towel because she's never done it before in her storied career in gymnastics. Yeah. And there's also this notion of her believing in that moment, having such a high standard for everything that she does and believing in this, that moment. I can't be the best that I can be. Mm -hmm. And if I can't be the best that I can be, I don't need to be out here. Well, let's take it one step further, too, Rendon. I can't be the best that I can be, and maybe this person's best is better than me right now. Yeah, it's better than my 75%. And apparently, that's exactly what we got. Yeah. And Simone Biles was there cheering her team on as well. So that's where I gained a lot of respect for her. Uh, in that whole thing. It wasn't one of these things because you see this frequently in sports where where people almost cop out mm -hmm. and then they're not good teammates and they're not willing to uplift mm -hmm. and support the, the next generation uh, of talent or the next people behind them. She didn't do that at all. She supported her team. She was there. Um, she was the first one congratulating people when things were going well. Uh, and, and, and I have a lot of respect for that, but she really just shows that duality of a person where on one end you can be the best at what you that what you do better than anybody else and mm -hmm. on the other end you can just lack the confidence to go out. And if that can happen 
to, to Simone the great, Biles. To the greatest gymnast of all time. In gymnastics. Yeah. That could happen to us mere mortals as well. Kind of explains why I'm in a funk, right? Yeah, yeah. It happens. Yeah, it happens. It happens. And then and then what we get with uh, Sunisa Lee winning, she is the Nick Foles right. of women's <laughs> gymnastics. <laughs> right? <laughs> Steps in as a backup. Yeah. Makes things happen. Yet another lesson for life in terms of duality. Or we can even talk about the other go. You see, she is, she is the Tom Brady stepping in for Drew Bledsoe. Hey. And this might be the beginning of, of her being one of, if not the best <laughs> gymnast of all yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, and now she clearly has the confidence to do it. And just like we saw old TB12 do, yeah. never look back. And how crazy is that, the duality that she had, that, that Sunisa had, as being someone who had become comfortable with not having the limelight, mm-hmm. not being the best on she the team. She was an alternate. How incredible is that, the duality of that, where she sustained that, continued to train, continued to practice, continued mm-hmm. to put in the hard work. And her time came. And when her time came, crushed it. Crushed it. She was there. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of a quote from a fantastic leader and president. I will study and prepare, and perhaps one day my chance my, my, will come. My chance will come. Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Now, if you, you lost, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go if ahead. you live in California right now, more specifically San Francisco, mm-hmm. and you can't wait to live there someday, and you're, and you're a member of the. <laughs> Not. That's a not joke. Borat is not joke. I will not live in San Francisco. (laughs) I will live in San Francisco. Not. (laughs) I will not live in San Francisco. (laughs) So, I don't know how many people have been following this story. I thought it was fascinating. So, a lot of people have been following the story of the recall election for Gavin Newsom, uh, the governor of California. Uh, But there was another story that was tracking along the same lines of this this past week. That was a story of three school board members who are up for a recall election as well. And the interesting piece of it is these school board members have voted on a number of different things. They're trying to change a lot within the school system, but they're being recalled because people are upset that they haven't really gotten anything done. They were one of the last school systems in the country to actually open up uh, because of COVID. And they did a couple of things that were really, really nuts. They tried to change the names of two schools in the district. What were the, what were the names of the schools? The Abraham Lincoln High School. Why would they try to change that? In the Diane Feinstein Elementary School. Why would they try to change that? Their argument was that these people were complicit in racism and bigotry. <laughs> so, on one end, and let's go back to this like, idea. These people have absolutely lost their minds. So let's go back to the idea of, of duality, okay? Okay. These people are running and spending their time to try to uphold education, public education, for these kids. Then they're going to spend their time trying to change names and rewrite a narrative for what? Yeah. All this time, they could be thinking about better novel solutions on how to make their school system better. Yeah. And they've decided to partake in this fool's errand. Especially when it's Abraham Lincoln. It's Abraham Lincoln. You gotta be you're, kidding. You're going for there has to there has to be going co- off the top rope. There has to be a way. consistency has, at some point. Like, like there's certain people that you just can't talk about. If we're talking about racism, like hey, this this if you say sort of like off limits. If you say president racist, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln has to be like literally the bottom the of that list. <laughs> Dead last. He would just have to bottom be. Bottom of the list. Right? right as in, like, the least racist president we've ever Outside had. of Barack Obama, right? <laughs> you know? I mean, talking Abraham Lincoln we here. We are talking about Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> 
I, I can carte blanche say this, and this is, you know, I know this is a controversial thing to say. I, I would say more broadly, Abraham Lincoln did more for the black community than Barack Obama. hundred percent, though. I don't, I don't think that's, that, that's you know, not I, a, I mean, like, no, 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 that, that's not a. We're talking, a, we're talking Abe Lincoln. Here. I mean, he did more for America. Yeah, that, that's not even close. Yeah, what he endured and what he had to do. You know, at a at, when in a country divided, watching hundreds of thousands of our countrymen slaughter each other, yeah. in the in the name in the name of freeing black people. It, I mean, I mean, there's a there's not much more. Yeah. there's not much more you can do than that. And that's and that's interesting. I think even from the perspective of what happened with this school board, there's there's a light and dark side of a lot of things. Okay, and. The potential light side of wokeness is trying to shed light on things that can be made better. The potential dark dark side of wokeness is trying to make a fight out of everything. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing, and that's what we're seeing. Like, why? Like, why would we spend our time and bandwidth trying to tear down the legacy of Abraham Lincoln? Is that really fruitful? Is that really helpful? Why? See, I, th- I think you and I just kind of view the world differently. So I even look at, you know, being at West Point and the talk of Robert E. Lee Barracks. We've discussed this before on the show. But it's, 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 let's bring it up again. Why not? And, th- and that's, I'm not in favor of that. I'm not in favor of changing the name of Robert E. Lee Barracks. In fact, I- I'm, I'm a fan of keeping it because it marks a time in our country that was a very dark time. It's a part of our history. Robert Lee was a West Point graduate that fought on the that fought that fought for the wrong side. Period. Was it complicated for him? Yes, it was. Family family the the, the depth of the story and and who he really was as a person and all that. It's it's a very complicated story, but the bottom line is is this. He fought for the wrong side. Yeah. And he was a West Point graduate and his barracks named after him. Now, I would much rather leave that name of that barracks intact so we could talk about it. Yeah, and talk about why it was wrong. And talk about why so, it was wrong. And then talk about the progress we've made since then. So, and here's where that argument that you're making is consistent with all of the conversations that we have had. We're not trying to erase history. No, I don't want to cancel. No. Like, I, I'm not saying that, that Robert E. Lee was right in any way, shape, or no. form. As a matter of fact, it's an opportunity. Remember, with a lot of these different monuments, it's let's put a plaque up and say, well, this is what we should learn from X, Y, Z. Yes. We assume that every time we have something up for somebody, it's memorializing them in a certain way. But sometimes it's good to have things up to remind us of what we're capable of in a negative way, too. Yeah. Yes. Like sometimes it's a lest you forget type and it, of and it wasn't that long ago message. It wasn't that long. Lest ago. you forget what we are capable of as a people. Mm-hmm. Another thing that's jumping off in the news right now when you talk about this duality, two sides of the coin, the White House's relationship with Facebook. Mm-hmm. Okay. On one end, I would argue that. Facebook's acrimony to Donald Trump and the way that that was handled in many ways. All of them. So Facebook, Twitter, all of them. All of them. Contributed to Joe Biden's election. Of course it did. Okay. Of course it did. That's a fact. So that's on on one side of this coin, Mm -hmm. right? Where you have companies that are taking a clear stance that they think that one candidate is more appropriate than the other. Yes. And which is wrong. And backing and, and back and really backing those mm-hmm. those candidates in a clandestine way. Mm-hmm. And this goes from ad revenue and from what they allow you to see and all these and types post, of things. What, you, what you're allowed to post, what you're allowed to share, how they how they monitor accounts. Yes. Yes. This is this is a fact, by the way. Yeah. This isn't like, you know, this isn't like, you know, the tinfoil hat stuff. This is a fact. Yeah. And then on the other side of the coin, now when you're talking about misinformation for COVID and everything that that entails, all of a sudden, you know, now the administration has flipped and said Facebook's killing people Yeah, with this misinformation. So on one end, it's, it's okay if you provide misinformation for the purposes of perhaps winning an election. But if you don't do exactly what I say. But if you don't do it the way that I tell you to do it. Yes. Then we have a problem. And that's a problem. That's a huge problem. 
because it's not equitable in any way. It's 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 this duality once again, even of, of some of, of somebody like Facebook, where they're looking at it from the perspective of, are you an agent of the White House or not? Right? Are you being completely independent or not? Mm-hmm. And the standard is changing now because we trust these organizations and institutions now for I don't trust them but I get your point we as a society oh, yeah, trust yeah, them yeah, yeah we trust them for for information yeah and by the way and, and 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 by the way you know I don't trust them but also they've actually kind of allowed people to to rely and exist in their own eco chambers and so even as um um information gets sent out I, I will say that depending on who you choose to follow or who you choose to consume or or how or or the methodology in which you choose to consume information you have your choice yeah and they'll send you that way yeah right I, I've, I've noticed that right if i mean there are certain algorithms that direct me in the direction of really people that i'm that i would tend to like and follow and agree with generally speaking even though I come from it from a from a conservative side, yeah. My biggest issue that I see with this whole thing, that that that's completely indisputable, is exactly what you said. If you're a public company and and you do have some links to the federal government, you don't get to back one political side over the other, and that's what's disappointing to me. Yeah, yeah. and that is happening. Yeah, we've seen it. Another thing we're seeing with with COVID that I think is is fascinating. I was looking at the numbers today. Two sides of the same coin. People at this point who do not want to get vaccines. Mm-hmm. The two groups who are least likely to get vaccinated right now, you know who they are? The black community and the Hispanic community. No. The black community in evangelical whites. Oh, and then third is, and then third, okay, okay, you know why? I knew this, but I put them in the category of whites yeah. as a whole, but they've actually taken yeah. that demographic and, okay. So how fascinating is that? And, and once again, you talk about, okay, yeah. I think by and large, and we've set our stance on, on vaccinations before, we've, we've, we've gone down that, that hole and we, we've talked about that before, but, isn't it interesting, and this goes to show you with, with where we are as a country and how fractured we are, you have people on two completely different sides of the political spectrum. Completely different sides. Mm-hmm. And they're both deciding that they are going to take a stance that is going to affect public safety. Let me ask you a question right there. And both of these groups, in both of these groups of people, you couldn't even get them to talk to each other. There are on completely about different politics. sides of the political aisle, but they ain't different from the cultural. That's an arena. interesting point. That's an interesting the point. The black community, as we know it and as we grew up in it, is quite evangelical and quite conservative. And quite conservative. Our family, our parents, our extended family. I'm sorry. I don't miss church. Quite conservative. Believers, believers in Christ. Like, 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 whoa. Yeah. Like, it's, so, the, the, so the line here is now we're talking about political lines. Not, val- not, not values. Not values related lines. Yeah. We're talking political lines. And this is something that clearly both groups agree upon. The values are synonymous. Yeah. The politics are different. Yeah. Now that's what I call duality. Hmm. And that's something that I've struggled with, wrestled with my whole life. Yeah. Is this idea of being labeled for being a black Republican, a sellout, an Uncle Tom, all of these things, when in reality, I look at the broader values of the black community, and it's not inconsistent with the values that I grew up with. No, it is not even close. That's why we're here. It's not inconsistent it's at not all. not even close. And so, and, and I feel in many ways... Like, when people ask us, like, why we're conservative, I literally kind of start to chuckle. Yeah. Because if, if you just, if, if you put, if you just blindfold yourself, yourself and look at 
what one side's talking about juxtaposed to what the other side is talking about, our upbringing is far closer to the Republican side yeah. than, than, than the liberal Democrat side. I, I think that's right. And I also, I also believe that it's unfortunate that we live in a space right now where we've allowed the Democratic Party to talk to us and engage with us in a monolithic way. That's so sad. Like that that's what's really right cuz I mean look, we've talked about so this sad. we've talked about this before. I'm not saying that the Republican Party cares more about black people than the Democratic Party. It's not what I'm saying. You'll never yeah. hear me say that, right? What I'm I saying, might, but I get your point. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> what I'm saying and to use a lexicon that that is just thrown about in a frivolous way now, what I'm saying is that representation matters. Yeah. I'm saying that we live in a country where it's about split 50-50 where either somebody with a D or somebody with an R by their name is going to be in charge of making monumental decisions that are going to affect people's lives. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, that we haven't recognized that it's important as a black community to have black Republicans in those rooms yeah, and aren't supporting and pushing more people like us to be in those rooms, yes. we're missing the boat on that. Yeah, we, There's gotta be, we have a two-party system. Not only are, are there not only are there more of us, Wesley. I want to make it so that the people who have the beliefs that we have feel comfortable with expressing those beliefs. I agree. That that's where I want to get because I have no problem with engaging with people who have different beliefs. Well, that's but actually part of why we're doing this is to is to allow people to feel comfortable with with being able to talk about it. Absolutely. Let me ask you a question. What and when? is the most segregated today, the most segregated time and place in America. Sunday church. Thank you. So Not even close. everyone's going to church on Sunday. This, and I'm specifically talking about Christ, the Christian faith. Yeah. And there's a myriad of different denominations. Sure. sure. We are all learning about Jesus. We're all learning about Christ's love. All reading the same book. Now there might be the King James version or the NIV ver ver version or, or 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 the New American Standard. Whatever. Yeah. Same book, same lessons, same Jesus, same Christ. Completely segregated every Sunday morning in this country, which is the antithesis of the lesson that Christ now, was that trying to teach us. I would call the duality and the complication of man. It sure is. And if you go into the white evangelical church, they're overwhelmingly more conservative. Yeah. Same Bible, same Jesus, same, just like I said. You know, in the black churches, there's a little bit more rhythm. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> there's a lot of it. <laughs> a little bit like a mountain. There's a, lot of, there's, there's a lot of, like, like a mustard seed can move mountains more, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> There's, 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 but outside of, outside of maybe the structure or outside of maybe the style of music, same message. Yeah. One side's going to vote overwhelmingly Democrat and the other side's going to vote overwhelmingly Republican. Why are we talking about this? Something's missing. Why are we talking about this? Something's missing. Are we so blinded? Are we so blinded by optics and messaging that we are going to, we're going to just completely to completely continue to ignore this conversation? Well, in in terms of being blinded, there should probably be some cross pollination there. Yeah, a lot of cross pollination. And I'm, some, by I'm the in, way, by the way, I'm in no way saying that, that some every, churches, every black some person should do be this. every black person should be a, a Republican, no, or, or every white person who's an evangelical should be a a a uh, Republican and every black person should be a Democrat. I'm not I saying just think they also be Republicans. I, yeah, right. I'm not, but, but I'm not point, saying any of that. But <laughs> what I'm saying is there should you would think that there should be some some cross pollination there. Yes. Right. And and by and by the way, people. There's they, a little. There's some. But but we are talking about themes here. But there's a golf here. Yes. A golf, I should say. Yes. There's a U, not a O. There is. And those are those are two sides of, of the same coin, and we're seeing it with COVID. Look, we're seeing it with the mass argument. We've talked about this a lot. Skepticism from President Biden, Vice President Harris, about the vaccine. 
mm-hmm. months ago, they were leading the skepticism about the vaccine. They were, if, if they were the, they were the Pied Pipers of diminishing the quality and the effectiveness of the vaccine. They were the ones. And the other side for of political it, expediency. Yes. And Governor Cuomo. And Governor Cuomo. Yes. And the and the other side of that coin that we're seeing now is, okay, this is helpful. We need to put out this message. We're going to do an about face. Uh, uh, uh. Two sides of the same coin, man. And this is this is why people always ask, well, why is it that that politicians don't have people's trust, and and what is it about? That's why. It's because. It's clear when people are doing things because it's politically expedient and not in the best interest of the people and in public health. So now Joe Biden is trying to force people to get the vaccine. The group that overwhelmingly votes a Democrat, which is the black community, says no. But that's the same community that voted that guy in office. What? Duality. Like, think about that. Duality. Think about that. And to that 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 idea of consistency, and I, I noticed this, and, and these numbers won't be spot on, but they're they're in the in the in the right range. <clears throat> I believe it was 25 percent of uh, of white evangelicals were opposed to the vaccine. Mm-hmm. 22% of white evangelicals were opposed to all the other vaccines too. Polio, everything else. They, 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 they're, they're, they're just anti-vaxxers. They are, they are opposed to vaccines, period. And the, the interesting thing that I find, I would love to see the data on this, there's this really profound intellectual consistency argument here where if we are opposed to vaccines and we are opposed to vaccines, period. But I just struggle so mightily. Vaccines have done so much for our world, our society. Like, can you imagine if measles or mumps or smallpox, can you imagine if if we didn't vaccinate for all these things? And we're acting like any type of mandate for a vaccine is arcane, like we don't do that, we've never seen this. We saw this with Science from when Marty McFly was wearing a bubble jacket, man. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody home? McFly. McFly. <laughs> and we've, we've come a long way from there. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a, a robust opportunity here to embrace that and embrace how far we've come. No, but they messed it up, Renan, because it, it, they, they're making it political. And yeah. and they made a political why in order in order to win the last election. So you have Kamala Harris and you have Joe Biden going on saying, "Would you take the vaccine?" I wouldn't. Kamala yeah. Harris point blank says, "If Trump's giving it, then I ain't taking it." Point blank. Yeah. So when you start from there, you start you you just forgot about science. Yeah. You forgot about the past. You forgot about past vaccinations, how they've helped our world out. That what you should have been saying was, I don't care what administration comes out with the vaccine. If it's scientifically good to go, then we should be in the business of taking it. And if you'd have had that message then and been consistent with it, you wouldn't have this problem. And the thing that's so completely irresponsible about that, Wesley, is that was during the campaign season when more eyes were on public figures than they are at any other time in the year. And it wasn't a, it wasn't about science, right? And it wasn't about it, and it never was. And that irresponsible behavior is and now you're paying for it. led to a lot of what we're seeing now. And now you're paying for it. And it's also it's also telling the truth about vaccines too. You know now we have a Delta variant and a Lambda variant. We're going to continue to have variants like we have in the flu, like like we have with the uh, with the uh, flu season. But see, vaccinations don't prevent you from getting from, from getting a virus. It helps. It keep it, it, it helps in preventing the spread of the virus. Most importantly, if you do get exposed to it and you do get sick, you get less sick than if you would not have had the vaccination. Tell the truth about how vaccines work. So when you come out of there, you say, look, we want everybody to be able to barbecue by 4th of July. As if you're in, as if you're in Texas, we start barbecuing 
or whatever. But so you, can, so you can have a barbecue in July. <laughs> if you get vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. As if the vaccine was a panacea for everything. You get vaccinated, then that means you don't have to worry about it. That's not how vaccines work. No vaccine works like that. So that's a lie. Yeah. And then you fast forward a few months later, and then and then now, well, now we have a Delta variant. No, no, no. If you get exposed to any other variant of that virus and you're vaccinated, you don't have the same reaction as if you were as if you weren't vaccinated. So tell the truth about this. Yeah. But they're constantly flip-flopping and lying. You have Kamala Harris, you have Kamala Harris saying this. If you if you've been vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. And she is someone who has been vaccinated and giving that message while wearing a mask. No, that's are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And then and then we have our freedom fighter Frederick Douglass fifty one. Who then, who I think many of them were vaccinated. Yeah. And, and, and instead of saying this, yes, we tested positive, but we were either asymptomatic and we didn't get sick because we were vaccinated. Oh, no, but they can't do that, though. You know why? It's not politically expedient to do that and tell the truth about it. So what do you do? You kind of fade in the darkness and don't say anything about it and come back to Texas at some point with your tail tucked between your legs because you took COVID to D.C. and you had an opportunity to talk about how vaccines actually work. Hmm. Let's take it one step further. What if you were on that plane, maskless, taking COVID to D.C., and you weren't vaccinated and you were a Democrat? It's not a good look. Yikes! Yeah. It's not a good look. This is what we're dealing with. So when anybody tells me that we're trying to spread misinformation, you and I are both vaccinated because I distill all this out, and I'm like, yeah, it's it's a vac- it's a it's a vaccine, and it works. And by the way, you and I have been pumped up with anthrax vaccine and everything <laughs> else for being in the military. So I'm like, I mean, hell, if I can survive anthrax. <laughs> well, and and this was the same this was the same issue that that I had, and we talked well, about joke, this. But not really, yeah, but kind of. <laughs> not really. This was this is the same issue that that we had talked about before with with public figures and their reticence to be honest about taking the vaccine too. This is the issue I had with LeBron James. Yeah, you don't want to tell anybody whether you're taking the vaccine or okay. not. Okay. So, and once again, on the Democratic side of things. We have a president who will blame Facebook for spreading misinformation and say they're killing people, but we have high-profile people in our community who could talk about how the vaccine works and how you need to take it, and they're not even willing to step up and say anything. We're not calling them out. Because they didn't take the vaccine. They didn't get it. And they don't want to tell anybody. Maybe. 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 But you know what would be better? And, and this, once again, this is, this is courage, right? Mm-hmm. If, you have, if you're saying, I don't think this will work for me, people may disagree with you, but at least have the courage to say it. Mm-hmm. Byron Donalds, my buddy down in, down in Florida, Congressman yeah. down, down, down in Florida, he went on CNN. The, the most recent member of the Congressional Black Caucus. Oh, he was denied. <laughs> not getting Wait into this a minute. club. You're not going to get this. You're not going to get this. <laughs> they tried to charge him a cover. Uh, he was on. He, he was on uh, Cuomo's show on CNN, which I think is really cool that he would even do that. And he's not vaccinated. Oh, that was but, a fight. I saw but that. He has. It wasn't that bad. It could have been worse. Yeah. Um, and he he's he, he had COVID. He, he he consulted his physician and he's just like oh, I'm exposed to it I've had it and I don't feel like you know I need to get the vaccine I'm 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 in my early 40s I'm a healthy person and this is my belief and this is what I think I may disagree with that or not but yeah. like that that that's a that's a reasonable so that's a reasonable <laughs> assessment and he is making the decision to do that for he himself and his family and okay. So there's another piece of this puzzle that I actually think with, uh, with President Biden, the mandates on federal employees, it gets to this piece of the puzzle that 
it's incredible to me that we're not talking about enough. So the mandate for federal employees, it's not that you have to get the vac- vaccination. It's either you get the vaccination or you have to enter a testing protocol, for lack of a better term. That's right. what you would call it in professional athletics, a testing protocol. Right. And I saw that, and for some reason we're glossing over that piece of things, and you'll see the headlines in the news that says all federal employees need a vaccination, but they don't even really touch on this testing thing. The key to a lot of this is testing. If you're not going to get the vaccine or you feel like you shouldn't get it, you need to be tested so that you know that you're not carrying this and that you're not transmitting it to others. Maybe, just maybe, just as much as we're focusing on vaccination, we should be focusing on testing as well. Here's where this gets complicated. HIPAA laws. Is it the government's business for them to know whether or not you've gotten the vaccine or not? It's your personal health prerogative. How far do we allow the government to infringe upon our rights? See, part of this whole idea is the government has to know whether or not you chose to get the vaccine or not. What if I don't want them to know it? Yeah. What if you don't want the government to know if you did or didn't? What if you just don't want the government to know your personal health business? It's your right. Sticky wicket. It's, it's it's, It's the duality of it. As sticky wicket, as they would say in the UK, which, oh, by the way, as of Monday, is open for the United States to travel. Yeah, I wonder why. So all of our listeners from the UK, whom we love dearly, I might be coming and seeing you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I guess they kind of had to, because at some point, how do you keep a highly vaccinated region of the world that's an ally of ours from coming in and out of our country when right now, to date, we've had over a million illegal crossings into our country. Hmm. A million. Yeah. And by the way, apparently between 20 and 25% of them are testing positive for COVID. Interesting. How do you keep our friends, the Brits from across the pond, how do you keep our dear friends out of here if we aren't even enforcing our laws at the border? Which becomes really, really interesting. You touched on a topic I wanted to to touch on a little bit. So it just goes to show you, heavy is the head that wears a crown. Mm -hmm. Because now we're in a position where at the border, we are turning back people who are seeking humanitarian relief. Oh. Yeah. It looked really cruel when the last administration (laughs) did exactly the same thing. Okay. But now that you have a number of people coming in and you oh. want more control of who's coming in and out come and we're, one, come all. And we're oh. in the midst and we're midst, in the midst of a global pandemic, now we are yeah. denying people humanitarian relief. Yeah. Which is only in the end going to mean that more people are claiming political asylum. Yeah. Which we will deny more of those people who are claiming political asylum as yeah. well. And so we've lifted what that, that Article 42 that allows us to provide people humanitarian relief. Mm-hmm. And then what the administration is also doing right now, and once again, you talk about the duality of this, what the administration is also doing now is they're having expedited extradition of people. Oh. So they're expediting, hey, if this person's here and they're here illegally, we got to get them out as quickly as possible. Oh. Quicker than it was done in the last administration. Okay, so. But why is all this? Huh? Where are the cries, though, for, xenophobia, for, for xenophobia right now? Where is the xenophobia accusations right now? Consistency. Where's the man. hatred against brown people conversation right now? Crickets. Nothing. Crickets. Nothing. And this is really what bothers me about our media right now. This argument. I don't care what side you jump on. Be consistent. Jump on both of them. I don't care what side you give leniency on, then give leniency on both of them. But don't go but don't go all in on one and then crickets on the other side. Hmm. Yeah. We're sitting here watching this right now, dude. This this is not again, this is not even a, a political argument. This is not a political argument. No. If we're in the middle of a global pandemic with 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 now we have the, the Delta variant and the Lambda variant and this okay, 
Okay, we just let a million people, which is the equivalent to over two congressional districts, just come into our country with COVID? That's a public safety issue. Huge. This is not a racist issue. Huge. This is a public safety issue. Yeah. Crickets. Nothing. What we didn't talk about, and I wanted to talk about it last week, is Nord Stream 2. Mm-hmm. The Russian gas pipeline. Yeah, right. this administration is really just not. It's just not. Uh, I'm sorry. I just. It's a lot. Yeah. I, so it's just a lot for me. For, for, and like, like we aren't perfect. You know, me caveat, and I've actually done a really good job on wiping that out of my yeah. way of speaking. Sure. You sure. know, my lexicon, if you will. Yeah. But like, this is getting the the the, the inconsistencies in the policy is nauseating. And Nord Stream 2 is one of those things, particularly being in Houston, in the energy corridor, yeah. in the energy capital of the world, and, and, and to watch this happen, and the hypocrisy of it all, is scary. This is why, this is why America First resonated with so many people. <sighs> this is why it resonated. Because for Nord Stream 2, you're essentially talking about a natural gas pipeline that goes from Russia to Germany. Okay. We have shut down <laughs> pipelines that would benefit right here. the United States. And, le- and, le- and let's, 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 let's dig a little bit deeper on that. We shut down these pipelines for various reasons. I think they're all bad. I don't want to get to those details, but we shut these pipelines down. But guess what? The natural gas is still going to get from point A to B anyway. It's just going to be on ships. It's going to be on trucks. So we're going to increase our carbon footprint by shutting down that pipeline yeah. and making it more difficult to trans- to transport the goods from A to B. Yes. So if you're going to be the party and be the administration of reducing the carbon footprint by shutting down the pipeline, you're doing what's absolutely antithetical to what your theme is as a party and as an administration. And we do that to ourselves. But then overseas, we promote others. And Joe Biden then was on record as saying, I still don't support this. Well, then lead. Don't let it happen. Don't let it happen, lead. (laughs) Your administration shouldn't support it. So literally, what we're doing from an energy-dependent standpoint is now we're making different parts of Europe more beholden from an energy perspective to Russia. That's insane. Why are we doing that? Why are we doing that? Oh, and meanwhile, back at the ranch, China is bolstering their nuclear arsenal Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. This is why. And we're getting back back into the Iran nuclear deal. That's crazy. So here's, here's, here's the problem, too. Just because Trump did it or just because the, the the previous administration did it that had a D or an R in front of it, that doesn't make it a bad idea. Yeah. You don't have to go in there and do the opposite just because you don't like the administration. There's some good things there. Yeah. This is one of them. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Don't. And we're seeing, once again, on the border, you're seeing the same thing. It's It's, okay, so some of these things that were going on we're, we just gonna inter- we're just going to, in a clandestine way, just bring that stuff back. Okay. It's not how this works. No. It's not how this works. No. We, like, there has got to be some consistency in leadership. Yes. Some. Yes. And a lot of this duality comes in the wrong motives. Right? Of course it is. Oftentimes, that, that's where that's where duality comes and, and rears its ugly head is in the wrong motives. Yep. Because either your motives are to make this country better and continue to engage in policies that do that, or there's a deeper motive of power, right? And that's a problem. And it manifests itself in a number of different places and a number of different parties and all these stuff. It, it's, it's, it's a bad thing all around. But it's something to certainly be aware of, because you brought up something you know, very interesting as we talked about Robert E. Lee and others. It's important to understand what we're capable of, mm-hmm. good and bad. Good and bad. 
And by the way, we're capable of a lot of good. Yeah. Look at World War II. My God. Yeah. That's what created this country. Yeah. From an industrial standpoint, what we did on the on the heels of the Great Depression. Yeah. Oh my God. This this is a remarkable. This is remarkable. Yeah. That's great. You know what else we're doing? Well, what else, you know what else we're, house we're, we're capable of doing? 400 years of slavery. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. And it wasn't that long ago. No. Shouldn't forget that. It wasn't that long ago. You know what else I've been tracking quite a bit on a much lighter note? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he kind of messed up a little bit, didn't he? I'm not sure. So... I mean, we'll see. I mean, I mean, if you do all you do all that, man, you can't come back, dog, to that team, man. You think so? You got to do a TV twelve, bro. You got to just leave. If you don't do look, look. If you're gonna do all that, you're gonna say you want future. You want to do the draft this person, and you don't consult me, and I, I, you don't have any respect for me. You should leave. Gotta, you you gotta go, dog. <laughs> like That's, you know, it's interesting because so I watch anger, 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 Aaron Rodgers. So you're a top three guy in the league. You're in your late thirties. I mean, you're on your way out. Yeah. You know, like like your your, your legacy is solidified, but you can't do all that, man, and, so, and come back. So I watched his press his press conference, and I watched it too. It was it was it was fascinating because it's very rare in. First of all, it's very rare to have an Aaron Rodgers. I mean, there's like there's like. Less than ten people. Well, that's in, why the Packers like, weren't going to do anything yeah, about it. They're yeah, just going to let them cry and bitch and moan. But they were. They were what they were are they going to do? do anything? There's like less than ten people <laughs> ever in sports. Period. Ever that have that kind of leverage over an organization. Yeah. And it was fascinating for me to see him call out where the organization had done things wrong. And I actually I see it from a different angle as you. I think he probably made a lot of fans in his locker room by saying this is how you mistreated other people on our team. I got yeah. I think that, you know, they already traded for Randall Cobb from the Texans. They're already getting some of the pieces of the band back together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's already clear that this is the last year that he's going to be under contract for them. Yeah. He's going to be the highest paid player in the league. We'll see how this approach goes. Yeah, I, man. I reserve judgment, man. Yeah, man. I, I, mean, I reserve I judgment. I mean, you can't. I mean, I'm going to tell you something. You, you, once, so once, you think you think you got to go if you do Once you that. pull the pen on the grenade, throw it in the room, and close the door, you think you got you to gotta go. find out the house, dog. You think so? <laughs> yes. Well, and I tell you No, what, no. He just went too far. Yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that you can't have, you know, that you can't have a bit of a, of a, of a standoff. Yeah. Or, the, or that, you know, you can't, you can't express some of your displeasure. But 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 this dude, as as you said, as you put it, I mean, this dude has like left his family. Okay, <laughs> like Aaron Rodgers like doesn't fool doesn't mess around. So I'm like, he is he's got to go. I, if I were a betting man, I'd have lost everything I yeah, own. Yeah, yeah, he could put a Packers. I, I thought again. there was no way That's that he was take. gonna go play gonna, gonna go play again for the Packers. That's my man. take. I thought there was no way. But the Packers so, weren't going to let him go. Now, th- now they could have got the whole league for him if they, if they were willing to trade it. I mean, they could have got whatever they wanted. They could have got the Texans team and $20 million. <laughs> Seriously? Oh, man. And, and one other thing, I know we're running, running short on time. One other thing to, to, to mention, because we did not give them props last week, uh, Milwaukee Bucks over Phoenix Suns. Yeah. I tell you, I, I have a lot of respect for Giannis, and we've talked about this a number of times. You have an individual that cannot shoot free throws to save his life. And in the final game, this guy goes 17 for 19 from the line. Mm-hmm. The mental fortitude, fortitude that that takes to do that, mm-hmm. stepping up when it really matters – my hat's off to him, man. Was so happy to see that. Was happy to see that a super team didn't win. My hat's off um, is to watch it. It's to see it at least a little bit of loyalty win. Exactly. Now, now listen, man, let's just let's just call this what it is, okay? A super team didn't win because all the super teams were hurt. <laughs> because okay. their kryptonite was tape on their ankles. <laughs> let's let's not. I, I admire this victory, and I mean everything. Everything worked out like. Like perfectly for yeah. this to happen, 
Okay, but let's but let's we we are literally one toe on the line, Kevin Durant. You know, yeah. two point shot that would have sure. been a three point shot from them not being here. Yeah, and that's without that, that, that's what Harden playing on one leg and and Kyrie Irving out there. You know what I'm saying? Like like so, I do like the argument about a super team didn't win. Yeah, you know, but Anthony Davis was I mean he was injured. I mean let's yeah let's, yeah let's, I mean let's, yeah it, it, let's temper this. <laughs> <laughs> But I am glad it's a war. It's a war of attrition. Man. But I, but I am glad. But I, it also is good to see that yeah yeah it, it's the most resilient team that wins. Yeah. I am also not a fan of these people that are making forty million dollars a year telling me that they're playing too many basketball games. Mm-hmm. I disagree. <laughs> Period. <laughs> You. That's it. You. End of conversation. <laughs> you play basketball every day, and you make tens of millions of dollars a year, and you're telling me we're playing too much basketball. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> 82, the season's too LeBron, the, the season's too long. <laughs> what? I disagree. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh man! Are you kidding? Everybody's getting injured. <laughs> what are you talking? Okay. They played the same amount of games twenty years ago, and nobody seems. Jordan to get played the same amount of games. I mean, what are yeah. you talking about? Yeah. This all the season's too long. We got to cut it short, and now we got to rest players. Rest players. Rest players. James Harden right now is getting enough rest, but getting arrested, arrested in France with with Louisa, with little Bootsy or somebody. Okay, he's resting. He's he's resting enough. The baby, Wesley. The, oh, the baby. <laughs> Did you just say little Bootsy? Yeah, little wipe me, wipe me down, little Bootsy. I don't, I oh, okay, okay. But, uh, it was the baby though. Oh, my bad. Yeah. I forgot. It was one of them. Lil, they're short. Duh. It was Lil. I mean, <laughs> one of them. <laughs> <laughs> little duck. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah Little baby, yeah. little baby, yeah. small, petite. They were both petite. You <laughs> did get arrested with the NBA championship. No, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I think I think that's like, you know, you know, like when I watch these guys and, and look at Giannis, like going through the whole season, playing the whole season. Sometimes yeah. you hurt, sometimes you're injured, yeah. and this, that, and the third. I. I'm glad that they won. I admire him for winning. I do wish Chris Paul would have won. Yeah, yeah, that 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 hurts to see. I I'm a big fan of Chris Paul. I do wish. You know me in basketball right now. Yeah, nah. don't have the best relationship. Yeah. Not 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 all with it. Yeah, right now at the moment. Yeah, you, you know. <laughs> you can, can you blame me? I mean, no, I can't. Um, but I did. But Chris Paul, you know, it seems to be a pretty class act. And I really, it I really nice. hope that you know he could. In, in the in the toward the end of his career, he, he can, can come back and do it and not with the super team. Yeah, yeah. hopefully, perfect, so, man. All right, man, take us out. Absolutely. Well, and remember, even in the hard times, guys. Yep. Smiles are contagious. So make someone's day. God bless you. Thank God bless you. you.